droid And hey, it's Kylo Ren in his back and evil mask Does he scare you as much as he scares me? There's Poe himself, Oscar Isaac, updating the... Cameron, he's good. <laughs> he... I love that. It's like we had planned it, but we clearly didn't. Because I didn't give you the... the I didn't wait the beat for you to chime in. Uh, that is uh, Oscar Isaac giving us an update of the classic Bill Murray Star Wars song, which uh, maybe we'll hear at the end of this episode. But I uh, wanted to uh, have our uh, second episode about... Star Wars The Force Awakens, our guest-filled installment, start off with that musical interlude. And welcome to the Blackcast, Christian Blatt on Twitter, at Christian DMZ. Over here, Will Sterling on Twitter, at Will Sterling underscore. Mm -hmm. And over there, oh, and also on uh, Instagram, at Will Sterling underscore. And on Twitter and Instagram, at Jeff DeRay, Captain EO himself. Say hello to the people. EO, EO, uh uh-oh. And... You can always follow the Blackcast on Twitter at Blackcast, like the Blackcast on Facebook. For all of your Blackcast needs, go you to. You never tweet from the Blackcast, do you? I retweet. No, I do tweet sometimes. Actually, do you? It's usually a retweet, right? But I do tweet That's things not from a it. Tweet. I have a lot more followers than the Blackcast does. <laughs> That's why the Blackcast will retweet. I tried to tweet more, and by that I mean I tweeted one thing today. What did you tweet? Uh, it was just about Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. I said like maybe if uh, Peyton Manning didn't choke so hard in the playoffs people would hate him as much as they hate brady and then it was hashtag deflate gate but like emphasis on the gate oh wow <laughs> you felt good about yourself when you posted I, I know no i know you did <laughs> anyway so uh yeah and you can follow us on twitter at blackcast and blackcast.com so previously a few weeks ago we talked about our thoughts on Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, and we wanted to get some feedback from a few of our friends. We're going to talk to uh, Jason Blair and Mark Hunt, aka Rafe Gutman, and uh, we're going to get their thoughts on it. But to start off, we're going to have an actual bona fide guest, uh, someone from the Star Wars universe. No, it's not Watto; he's been on before. But uh, we're going to have uh, artist Dave Dorman, who is uh, best known for his work on uh, Batman, but also some covers that he did for... He's done a lot of Star Wars work, but I first found him. He did the covers for Dark Horse Comics' Dark Empire series, and he's done a lot with Star Wars since then. So I thought, who better to start off this reaction to Star Wars The Force Awakens than artist Dave Dorman. Dave, welcome back to the Blackcast. Thanks for uh, taking some time out of your day to talk to us. Hey, it's no problem. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, uh, you're DaveDorman.com on Twitter, at Dave Dorman. And, you know, Denise sent me all these links, and uh, I have the wrong window open. But uh, I know that those are right, uh, DaveDorman.com. But you have so many – I don't know. If you go to DaveDorman.com, does it go to everything else? Yeah, there's a a, um, a link to – uh, Twitter and, and my blog and, and my Facebooks, uh, as well as, uh, you know, some sales stuff on the left-hand side if you want to buy anything. Uh, but, yeah, the DaveDorman.com has links to uh, most of the stuff. Yeah, and there's and there's uh, Dave Dorman Wasted Lands through Facebook and the Dave Dorman on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, you know, so there's there's a lot out there. Not the Im- not the you imitation. Know, my, my wife is my PR person, so she organizes everything. I have no idea what's out there on the interwebs. 
but she keeps track of it. Well, uh, so Dave, I wanted to just get right into it and uh, give you the opportunity to uh, tell our listeners what you thought of Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Are we spoiler-free here or not? No, we are spoiler-heavy because uh, we make sure everybody knows that uh, if they haven't seen it, they shouldn't be listening. Uh, And if they don't plan to see it, I don't know why they would listen, but they're welcome to. If they don't plan to see it, they're just darn wrong. Thank you. I I definitely agree with that assessment. Uh, Okay, so my thoughts on Episode 7? I really liked it a lot. Um, I think that uh, uh, Abrams and crew went in the right direction. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying there was, uh, you know, too much familiar territory uh, covered uh, with this. Uh, uh, the look was very similar to, you know, both New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And, you know, I I can't argue with that, but I think that makes the movie more comfortable for, you know, old fans. And uh, it certainly makes it uh, very visually exciting for new fans as well. Yeah, no, no, you definitely believe this is the this is the same universe. And I talked about this in a previous episode. My wife kind of summed it up really well, and she said it kind of feels like it's like a spinoff episode of of a Star Wars TV show. It's like you know you have the little bit from the cast, but it's one of those you know backdoor pilots where you know really it's carried by the new cast. And when you tune into their show next week, it'll really be about them. But it's a sort of a comfortable transition, you know, where you right. have elements that you're very familiar with, but you have these new characters and they're going to clearly go on their new adventures. But uh, I think that they did it exactly right. You know, there's uh, there's other ways you could do it. But if you well, went there, to... St- there, are, there are a million other ways yeah. you could do it. We did a lot of that, you know, at Dark Horse. Sure. With the expanded universe. But um, uh, for, you know, uh, sort of reinventing... Uh, the Star Wars franchise, um, and and uh, you know, sort of not negating the the prequels, uh, episodes one, two, and three, which were very distinctly different from the the feeling of four, five, and six. Um, uh, you know, and I know what Lucas was doing with episodes one, two, and three. I mean, he was ba- basically resetting up the the Star Wars universe with the political and and you know, uh, commercial, uh, um, you know, uh, things, you, you know, in the background of the Star Wars empires. Um, but we don't need that anymore. We need uh, heroes uh, adventuring. We need vil- villains being mean and nasty. And uh, we need uh, a, a film that's going to, you know, set us you know, on, on our feet and make us run right into the end. Um, and and I do think that you're you're right in that you know it's it's setting up things so that we can continue the story into episodes you know eight and nine. Um, uh, so so the setup you know has to be made. I mean we we have to you know reinvent um, the Star Wars universe with these new characters and these new situations. But you know it's it's Star Wars. It's all about family. Uh, it's all about uh, you know the love of of freedom and the uh, the overcoming of of oppression and 
that's what we have with uh, episode seven. So, you know, it's all the familiar themes, but with new characters, new cool uh, hardware, um, and uh, certainly I'm looking forward to seeing what direction that goes in the next episodes. Yeah, I think we've we've talked a, a lot about that here, and uh, I know uh, one of our uh, co-hosts here, uh, Will. Uh, you are you enjoyed the movie, Will, but. You're much more excited for eight and nine that aren't going to feel as familiar. Yeah. Is that the way yeah, you would sum like, it up? I think it's also like superhero movies. Depending, uh, some of the origin stories are very good, but for the most part, the sequels can just be a lot more of what you wanted because they can hit their ground running. Yeah, you know, they're like, okay, we've gotten all that out of the yeah, way. Like I don't. So now let's just cut to the adventure. I hope I never see uh, two things in a movie again: Peter Parker bitten by a radioactive spider, uh-huh. and you poor Thomas will. and Martha Wayne and you die. Will. I never yeah, want to see them die again. But they die March. all the time. Oh. I, I just, oh well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna you know get uh, Spider Gwen being bitten by the spider. Yeah, and that's we're true. Get. Uh, you know, some new variation of Batman in about yeah. five years. For the- I know, but that's the that's the thing, Dave. It's like I I see it, and it's like I know you're rebooting it, but just maybe over the title sequence, you know, show that, and then be like, okay, so he's already Spider Man, he's already Batman. Let's right. tell stories about that. You know, it's going to be a little bit different than the earlier incarnations, but it's like everybody's like, well, I have to put my stamp on this story that's been you know done this many times over fifty yeah, or I, I you agree know. With that. It's, yeah, it's been done too many times, and there's been. You know, criticism thrown at episode seven that, uh, you know, it, uh, that uh, uh, New Hope is so ingrained in, in Star Wars fandom that, uh, you know, rehashing uh, those elements is, is trite and, and unnecessary. But, you know, I, I would certainly argue with that. I think that the, this film proves that, that there is an argument towards that. Uh, that uh, uh, you can have familiar elements, but still tell a new story with with uh, you know new characters, new background, and and build upon that. I think what's going to happen, and I'm well, I'm hoping what's going to happen is that we're going to have an Empire Strikes Back with this next episode. We're going to have a, an episode that is going to be so strong and so so emotional uh, that. You know, fans are, are going to love it. You know, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite film of the original six. And, uh, you know, that was the follow-up to New Hope. That was where everything gets deeper and deeper and darker and darker. And, you know, do our heroes, you know, have the, the strength and, and the will and the force behind them to overcome the Empire? Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that Episode Eight will be, like, Empire Strikes Back in the way that there'll be a lot set up. and More like episode great. Episode great. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, I think that it, it's going to be, you know, one of those where at the end of it, there's going to be a lot of like, yeah, but what about this? And wait, what? You know, you're just not going to know what happens next. And I spent half of a podcast where I explained why personally, just for me, I like Return of the Jedi the best because it's all the payoff that they've been building up to. And yeah. I think that episode nine, it's going to be like, well, yeah, you're going to see it all happen and you're going to get the ending, you know, until, you know, 30 years from now when Disney decides to then sell Star Wars to someone else for, you know, like $10 billion. But the point is, like, we'll get an ending at that point and it'll be great because we can't even imagine what it is that episode nine is going to reveal. There's stuff right. that we want to know, like... Is is Ray Luke Skywalker's daughter? Is she some mystery forgotten sister of 
Kylo Ren, or as I like to pretend I'm clever and I call him Kylo Ben, or some like descendant of Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, any of those theories, they all sound good to me. They can't all be right. We'll know well, at some point. Yeah, I, I, I think the, uh, um, um, the reference to her as, as, you know, Kylo's sister or Kylo's um, uh, cousin or, some, or, or something probably wouldn't uh, work because Han, Han and, and Leia wouldn't bring up one child without bringing up the history of, of other children. Right. Yeah, no, no, I don't think it makes any sense, that one. But then, you know, right. there's like, but what if they use the, the force to make them forget? And I'm like, all right, you're getting you're getting into like other, you know, that's like men in black. You know, we don't we don't need that. We don't need the mind eraser. Great fan theory. Luke comes in, erases their memory mm. using the men in black flasher. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. And then steals the baby and drops it off on Tom the desert planet because yeah. he's like, that worked great for me. <laughs> he's like, what could go wrong? Yeah. I honestly hope for the sake of it, she's nobody's daughter. She's her own person. Yeah, you know but, what I mean? Like but, she's someone's uh, you daughter. Know, there, there have been things, sort of, um, um, you know, given away in, in articles and, and um, uh, interviews that J.J. Abrams and some of the other production people have, have talked about it uh, with uh, you know deleted scenes and, and you know film scenes that didn't make, quite make the cut. Um, you know, scenes that weren't filmed and, and things like that that they've talked about. So you get a little bit more background if if. You know, you're a film fan like myself, and I'm sure like yourself, if you read a lot of, uh, you know, the background information. Uh, So... You know, but that's still up in the air. It, you know, it hasn't been written yet. Yeah, well, and, you know, there's... Very easily take it in any direction they want to. Yeah, and there's certainly instances, I actually can't think of a specific one, but where deleted scenes from a film series, they certainly don't count because they'll actually do something completely different in a later film. So you never know. Like, right. you know, the way the movie was released was like, well, that's that's the, the fact. That's what, what happened. Anything else? Well, we have time to change our minds. So who knows where it goes? It'll be interesting. And, you know, there, there are so many theories. But, uh, yeah, we've talked about it a, a, a fair amount here on the podcast. But uh, we all really enjoyed it. And I think it it really compares to the original trilogy better than the prequels did because like you alluded to they're just they're very different in tone and this is it's a much more modern movie it's very action-packed and you know it it hits the ground running and doesn't really slow down that much and that's kind of what you need to do these days you know i mean the the knock on the the first jj abrams star trek not so much the second one the knock was by diehard star trek fans and i i know many were was it was essentially it wasn't what they said, but they were basically saying it was too exciting. You know, they wanted more talk about science and sitting in boardrooms and stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. It, it, this is what this is what you need to do now if you want to make you know multi billion dollar movies. And I think they did a great job. There's a, enough questions, but not in the way where it's like, well, let's slow down the movie and over explain these things. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, with um, a filmmaking. And uh, the options of doing, you know, miniseries on cable, um, uh, you know, the opportunities for for different types of, of, you know, movies in short term and long term are certainly very available. And I think that if if someone wanted to make, you know, a four, six part, um, you know, Star Trek film, you know, story that they could 
actually get into more of the philosophical and, and uh, uh, you know, talky bits, um, right. you know, that's the place to do it, um, you know, in, in that long form. But with a two-hour film, you know, you can't have a lot of talking. You know, I'm, I'm very uninterested in going to see Tarantino's film because I know it's just going to be eight people sitting in that shack talking, blah, 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 chit-chat, chit-chat, <laughs> chit-chat, you know, like, the, like uh, uh, you know, Little samurai panda. Sure. Chit chat, chit chat, chit chat. Now, I liked that movie, uh, The Hateful Eight, but because I knew what I was going to get. And you're absolutely right. There's a lot of talking, but it was, it's. It's almost like going to see a play, you know, because you're like, oh, there's going to be a lot of talking and not much else. But right. uh, and, and so, you know, if the Star Trek fans want to see, you know, that type of, of, you know, personal interaction, there's a format for that. But, you know, filmmakers, you know, you know uh, uh, film companies want to make that two hour movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, the fans aren't going to sit. Or, or I shouldn't say the, the hardcore fans will sit through it. The new fans that need to to be there to make the film money yeah. won't be there. You know, uh, you sort of indirectly just led me to what I think is a great idea. Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek. Just something to think about. You know, we'll see if we can get it out there. You know, a three-hour Star Trek movie shot in 70 millimeter. Well, yeah, Set your phasers to go. Phasers aren't bloody. Yeah, that's true. Well, you so, know, so, so they'll have to have like a, a pummel. Uh, setting the so the laser just beats the guy you know bloody. They'll use those uh, those Klingon uh, swords that I'm not uh, well versed enough. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, we're talking to Dave Dorman, uh, great artist. Uh, you can uh, go to davedorman.com. He's on Twitter at Dave Dorman. And uh, his his wife Denise wanted to make sure that I let you all know that uh, his Wasted Lands Omnibus has been published by Magnetic Press, and uh, I, I know that we've talked to you a little bit about uh, Wasted Lands when you've been on before. But just take a moment and explain what Wasted Lands is and uh, what people will find if they get the omnibus. Sure. Well, um, uh, the omnibus is actually uh, uh, the first graphic novel rail. And then about four or five additional stories, both in uh, graphic uh, story form and in prose form with uh, um, full-page illustrations. So it's about 180 pages of stories from the Wasted Lands. And the Wasted Lands is, is sort of um, uh, industrial, apocalyptic, um, sort of steampunky Western thing. <laughs> it's hard to really qualify uh, as uh, uh, you know uh, one particular genre. Um, basically, the story uh, is about uh, one man's search for for uh, uh, purpose and and redemption, and uh, the the characters you know that he meets along his travels, both uh, good and bad, and some of them indifferent. Uh, it's a it's an adventure story. I, I sort of say that it's a Sergio Leone western with motorcycles instead of horses, um, and uh, it, it's fun. It's all the things that I like, you know, in stories and sort of wove them into into this tapestry of 
of uh, the wasted lands. And anyone who's familiar with the work is going to just know. Okay, it's going to look cool. So even if even if they're you're not sure what it is, you just you know it's going to it's going to look cool and it's going to be a, a great story. Um, I moving back to Star Wars for a moment. Have you had much time to do? Any new work, you know, whether, you know, just for fun or for sale of these new First Order Stormtroopers or any of the characters from uh, The Force Awakens? Have you uh, gotten to um, sort of play with them know, at all I, yet? I, I tried to get a couple of pieces done before the movie opened um, for myself, um, but I just didn't have the time to do it. Uh, if people check my blog, I think the most current blog uh, has a couple of uh, pencil illustrations that I have finished um, that I will be turning into uh, paintings at some point. Great. When I get the time, uh, one is a, a character portrait of, of Ray and, and BB-8 uh, out in the Jakku Desert. And another one is sort of a, a play on uh, uh, a scene from uh, Episode 4 where um, uh, Ben and, and Luke are in the... the uh, Skyhopper uh, going into Mos Eisley, and they get stopped. And the, uh, the stormtrooper you know, says, uh, uh, "Are these the droids we're looking for?" And Obi Wan waves his hand and says, "No, these are not the droids you're looking sure, for." Sure, yeah. Move on, move on. So uh, I did a little play on that in um, uh, the second piece. It's it's in a widescreen format uh, um, drawing, and uh, it's a play on that. Is this the droid we're looking for? So. You know, people can check out the blog at uh, wordpress.dave. It's, uh, you know, I'm being corrected. It's davedorman.wordpress.com. I love I love. we heard Denise right there making an appearance. Yeah. yeah. She's listening in, making sure I get all the information. Hey, you got to get the plugs out there. And, you know, you can always uh, find the links at davedorman.com and follow yeah. you on Twitter well, at I'm Dave Dorman. I'm actually working on a couple of more uh, uh, personal pieces from the film. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been asked to do any uh, license work for the film yet. I'm hoping that uh, you know at some point uh, Disney will come around. Yeah, uh, I haven't. Um, uh, unfortunately, I haven't made any connections with Disney. All my connections were with Lucasfilm. You know, before the sale. Yeah. So once uh, Disney came into play, uh, I had. You know, I, I lost all my connections there. So, but you um, did. You know, uh, we'll see what happened? You did recently do the uh, the loot crate variant cover for the Vader Down series for Marvel, right? So you 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 did. Right. I mean, I know that's not the the new characters, but you did do something recently for Star Wars, right? Right. I have been doing uh, uh, more Star Wars artwork for print. It's been classic Star Wars uh, from uh, uh, you know episodes uh, four, five, and six. Um, uh, with Marvel, Marvel took over the uh, printing or, or the publishing of the Star Wars comics uh, when Dark Horse uh, lost the license back last year. Which uh, I think Marvel, when when Disney acquired Star Wars after already acquiring Marvel, I, I think you know the, that was very much expected. Was, despite like all the great Dark Horse comics that came out, it, you know it was kind yeah, of inevitable. Dark, yeah, Dark Horse really fought to to keep the books, but you know it was just. Too many, uh, uh, you know, rampaging corporations that, uh, you know, just went amok and, and uh, you know, Dark Horse lost the license. Dark Horse yeah. has some really beautiful books. They ran it for 25 years, and, and you know, their, their stuff, Marvel's reprinting their stuff now, so that's, that's how good it was. Yeah. So, uh, you know, all the Star Wars fans should really look into some of that. Uh, I think they're calling it Star Wars Classics now under the Marvel. Oh, that's interesting. 
Yeah, it's yeah. funny because the when Marvel previously had the uh, license for Star Wars, you know, I was I was a kid, so I really liked those stories. You know, uh, they probably were all you know negated in things, especially you know there were like three years of stories of the search for Han Solo between Empire and Jedi, but there were some great stories. You know, I think uh, Chris Claremont and Walt Simonson did a bunch, and then after. Yeah, and then after Jedi, there was like three, four years of like, well, at least we got some new stories, you know? So Yeah, they, they kept it going for, you know, 120, 130, you know, books. Yeah. Uh, so they kept the run going, but, you know, in in like the early to, to mid-80s after Return of the Jedi came out, it just sort of waned a bit, and, and yeah. there was nothing. Well, they didn't really uh, know what know, to do, you know? I mean, there were those couple of uh, Ewok TV movies, and Ewoks and Droids both had, you know, their own series. Yeah, the, the, cartoon, the cartoon show, in yeah. morning, that's where, uh, uh, you know, Bubba Fett was uh, uh, you know, a little bit more prevalent. Yeah. You know, after the Thanksgiving uh, uh, special, which we won't talk about. No, we talk a lot about that on the podcast, actually, because, uh, but, you know. I'm, we- I'm wearing my Life Day robes right now. Happy Happy Life Day, by the way. Belated Life Day, life day to you. Um, actually, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was those 25 years of comics that Dark Horse did. And, you know, there were also some great novels like the Timothy Zahn Heir to the Empire series that I read. And... You know, I uh, people are really attached to some of the characters from there, and you know some of the imagery that that you popularized in those. And is it disappointing to think about the idea that you know Disney acquires Star Wars, and they're like, all right, all that stuff, yeah, that you know, we're just going to ignore all of it, you know, instead of maybe taking the time to pick and choose some of it that fit in. They're just like, yeah, none of it happened. Is it disappointing or is it really, is, is it okay to, you know, that people well, enjoyed it and can continue, you can continue to enjoy, you know, the Dark Empire series or Heir to the Empire. You can still enjoy those stories. It's just knowing that they're not canon. It, it, it's kind of disappointing well, to some of us. You know, to be honest, uh, personally, uh, I understand the business end of things on, on this. And so, you know, I can see why they did it. Um, they they wanted, like you said, to, you know, wipe the slate clean and be able to create stories without, you know, 25 or 30 years worth of baggage uh, that, uh, um, you know, the, the reader, you know, the fan, you know, would have with it. And so yeah, I think it was probably smart uh, for them to do that because it opens the door for them creatively to take it in any direction that they want. Um, right. I know that a lot of fans were disappointed because a lot of really good material was done during that time, you know, when Dark Horse had it. And a lot of that is very cinematic material. Yeah. But, but, but I guess I guess you can see how it's it's a little restricting to J.J. J. Abrams and everybody. And you know, if you include everything, and to be honest, yeah. I think that at some point we may see some of the characters uh, show back up in, in the uh, um, you know the life of Star Wars at Disney. I mean, we're not just talking about three movies. You know, Episode Seven, Eight, and Nine. You know, we're looking at Rogue Squadron. We're looking at Bubba Fett. You know, Han Solo. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, you know, who who else knows what is is going to be done at Disney over the years? Yeah, no, so, no. So it's true. We can see a lot of things, you know, get introduced. And, you know, I mean, Disney kind of very swiftly put an end to the Clone Wars series. And then they started doing the Star Wars Rebels. But we've already seen characters from Clone Wars show up on Rebels. So it's, you know, they didn't right. undo everything, you know. No. And, and uh, you know, with Marvel... Uh, reprinting that old Dark Horse material, it's still out there for fans. Yeah, you know, the fans fans can find it. Uh, they can find still original, you know, Dark Horse printings of of you know books and in, in uh, uh, you know bookshelves at their you know local comic store or used bookstore yeah. or whatever. Uh, so it's not like that material is gone. Yeah, uh, and, and it's it's and not I, like I you can't that, enjoy it just because it, it, it's not canon, you know. I, it, to right. to reference Star Trek again, they never considered any of, or at least James Roddenberry never considered comics or novels to ever be canon. It was always like a, it was like, well, the movies and TV is fact; the rest of it's fiction. So you know, maybe something ties in, but it probably doesn't. And I guess people just got used to the idea that with Star Wars that wasn't the case. But, you know, you can always, you could, like I said, you can always read it and still enjoy it. And now there's all the, the new stories that are going on. And uh, I've, I've read that uh, Vader Down uh, book that uh, came out, and uh, it was interesting. I, I don't know if I'm going to buy seven issues of it, so maybe if it comes out in a trade paper back down the road. And, but, only, but only if they let you do the cover will I buy the trade paper back, Dave. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> that uh, confidence. You know, I've been uh, lucky to have done uh, uh, five covers this past year for Marvel. Uh, when uh, uh, Disney and, and uh, Marvel took over uh, the comic series, there was a lot of rumors flying that they weren't going to use any of the Dark Horse creators uh, on the books because they wanted to have uh, a new look, you know, new generation, uh, blah, 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 that type of thing. And uh, a lot of my fans were really disappointed and kept asking me, you know, am I going to do it? Am, am I? And, it, you know, it was really up to Marvel to, um, you know, have me do the work. And I was fortunate enough to, um, uh, you know, first of all, get hooked up with M&M Comics in San Antonio, uh, who uh, uh, worked with me and Marvel on the first variant cover for Star Wars number one back in last January. Right. And, um, you know, because I was already an approved uh, Lucasfilm artist, you know, that helped in, in you know, all the paperwork, um, you know, from my uh, history with Lucasfilm. And, uh, you know, the, the cover that I did uh, uh, was um, uh, one of the most popular covers. It was a very dynamic battle scene with Vader and, and uh, uh, 501st Troopers, uh, you know, in battle. Um, and that opened the door for doing more work with Marvel. So I've done five covers, uh, and then the Loot Crate, which is a, a, a sort of surprise um, uh, situation that came up uh, um, just last month, and and uh, that was pretty cool. And so I'm, I'm hopefully looking forward to doing more with Marvel uh, in the new year coming, and, and um, I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that there'll be some Force Awakens characters and, and material as well. Yeah, no, that that'd be great. And uh, we'll uh, in our final moment here, we'll deviate from Star Wars for a moment. You did a cover for Dark Knight Three for DC, right? Talk a little bit about getting the opportunity to do that. Yeah, well, uh, one of the things about the uh, the comic um, uh, commercial business right now is that companies are doing 
what's called variant covers, which means that they'll publish uh, the, the comic um, with uh, one cover, and then what they'll do is they'll uh, sort of farm out to uh, various retailers or companies, and those uh, those players will um, sort of buy into uh, having their own cover done for the books. So that's called a variant cover. Sure. And um, uh, that's fairly common right now, and it's it's a very big collector's thing because there's really some nice work being done uh, on the variant covers, and it allows you know DC or, or Marvel or, or Dark Horse or whomever you know to uh, publicize a number of different popular artists doing uh, cover variations on a particular book. So um, um, you know, once again, I was working with Eminem Comics in San Antonio, who did the the first Star Wars variant uh, with me. Um, uh, Mike at Eminem called and said, uh, "Would you be interested in, in doing you know Batman for Dark Knight?" And I said, "Nah, I don't <laughs> want to do Batman." Yeah, who's going to yeah, read Dark Knight Three anyway? Nobody's interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, you know, I said, "Absolutely." You know, I'm I'm not going to turn down a Batman cover. Yeah. So. Um, uh, that's how I got involved in, in this one, and uh, it's a very cool cover. You can see it uh, if you go to, to the, my blog. Uh, I think it's like two or three um, blogs ago. If you just sort of go back in, in the history, uh, you'll run across the uh, images for those. Um, and it was just really fun. I really love to do Batman. I, I've done a number of Batman uh, pieces over the years. Uh, and and this one is a little bit different because it's Dark Knight Batman. It's Frank Miller's sort of sort of hefty, you know, old, you know, grizzled Batman, and uh, he just sort of crazy. And and so that's what I was trying to catch in this artwork was was Frank Miller's Batman as opposed to say Neil Adams' Batman or or you know one of the movie Batman or yeah or, or Ben or Ben Affleck Batman yeah exactly or Ben Affleck <laughs> Batman which um, you know we'll see what happens yeah. with that. Hey, I'm I'm excited for the movie. I uh, I, I always uh, want these movies to be good, so I I hope that one's good. Well, Dave, thank you so much for uh, taking some time to talk to us. And as we mentioned, DaveDorman.com on Twitter at Dave Dorman, and the Wasted Lands Omnibus published by Magnetic Press. You can find it there. And uh, thank you so much for your time, Dave. As always, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right, thank you. That was uh, Dave Dorman. Joining us now, uh, friend of the Black Cast, uh, Jason Blair, who I'm friends with on Facebook, and we see him on Twitter sometimes, I think. He has uh, been on the Black Cast before, I believe only once before. Welcome back to the Black Cast, Jason. Hey, how you doing? I hope you had a Merry Christmas. I uh, hope uh, Felix, uh, is he using the uh, extra saucer yet? Is he bouncing in that thing yet? He isn't using that uh, in particular. I, I think that there's like a part of it that we, t- I actually forget. We got have a couple of different play sets, but I'm pretty sure he's using part of it. And what uh, Jason's referring to is he was so kind and he sent a very large gift uh, for Felix. So we really appreciate that. But you have triplets, right, Jason? Yeah, I have uh, triplets. They're uh, 15 months old. Oh. So my life is... Uh, I think the last time I was actually at the movie theater uh, was before they were born. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, and then they were born uh, October of 2014. And so uh, the first time I've actually been to the theater uh, since they've been born is uh, 
to see uh, The Force Awakens. So, uh, Which yeah. is interesting because, as I discussed in a previous episode, the first part of Force Awakens kind of felt like Guardians of the Galaxy to me. But uh, what did you think? First of all, being in a movie theater again must have been uh, exciting. But uh, give our listeners your thoughts. Just, you know, it doesn't matter what we've said before. Just whatever you think. Just take a few minutes and tell us your reaction at the time. And as you've had more time to think about uh, Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens. Well, there was uh, several aspects to it. I'm, uh, you know, like the kid in me. Uh, I, I like to tell people I, I was actually born the week that the original Star Wars came out. Uh, I spent actually my 21st birthday uh, camped out uh, in Westwood for tickets for the Phantom Menace. So everyone usually has stories about when they turn 21, how drunk they get, and mine involved uh, sleeping out on the street in, in, in Westwood for Phantom Menace tickets. So uh, that that was very exciting. Uh, uh, also, the was it less exciting after you saw the movie? Yeah, you know, I, that's <laughs> not a story when people say, you know, what did you do on your 21st birthday? I don't really like to. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just kind of blank out. You just exit the so. theater and go, no, no. <laughs> even though that exactly. doesn't happen for a while. Yeah, yeah. and and then uh, actually I had a legal uh, question that I, uh, being a lawyer, it, it struck me that um, when I was in law school, we actually had some cases that we read about when VCRs first came out, that there were companies that would take uh, movies where you had like an old actor, you know, like a, a Jack Nicholson or or uh, somebody like that that was in early on in their career, they might have appeared in a movie for all of about 10 seconds as, you know, guy number two. And, right. uh, uh, you know, a guy would, you know, get punched and, you know, he'd be, he'd be out and that was all his role was in the movie. And these companies would buy the rights to these movies. And then now that, you know, Jack Nicholson's a big star, they would repackage the covers of the, you know, the, uh, the box. Yeah. To act like it's like starring. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And there were actually lawsuits where people would, uh, sue for basically saying that, you know, it was fraud. And actually it was one thing that Jack Nicholson, I think Gene Hackman was another one, uh, maybe, uh, Dennis Hopper, uh, they brought suit against these companies saying, Hey, you know, you're saying we were a star in the show. We're not really a star. Uh, people are buying these videos on a false premise here. So my immediate question was, Mark Hamill is the number one listed star. If you look at the, the sheet, you look at the credits, he comes up before Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher. He's a glorified extra in this movie. He never actually even says a line. Right. So, well, you know, we talked about this at the past time. That made him sag under five, so they had to just pay him the minimum, which is great. Uh, first of all, he's not on the poster, which we talked about you know, right. weeks ago. Uh, and in the actual credits in the movie, it definitely says Harrison Ford first because oh, okay. he's well, the star I, of the movie. You can feel his presence throughout the whole film. Yeah, exactly. Luke's a very important character. He's present. Yeah, he's he's really the Godot of The Force Awakens. But you're right. <laughs> so as you watch the movie, though, and weren't thinking about legal ramifications right. and whatnot, what did you think of, of the movie as you watched it and as you went through? I had such a sort of bittersweet watching of it because it was so funny. Harrison Ford, Han, this is the Han Solo character that I think we've been wanting for so long. If you think about it, he was just so funny, 
the, the uh, adventures that you can see sort of him and Chewie get into as a smuggler, it makes me actually pretty excited for the prequel, uh, you know, young Han Solo type movies, because he does have sort of that, you know, Star-Lord type, you know, you know, they do with Guardians of the Galaxy, very funny. Uh, but at the same time, I know Harrison Ford's history with the character. And so I kind of had this hope that he didn't, you know, they would pay him a ton of money so that he could come back and be in it just a little bit. But as the movie went on and the more and more and more he was in it, I just knew in the back of my mind that the only way Harrison is signing on to this movie to play this much of a part is if they kill him off. And right. so and just, he had always felt I saw him. Yeah. Just made it more certain to me that he was going, he to was die. going to die. And we'll talk, we'll talk about that in a second. So he had uh, apparently wanted Han Solo to die in return of the Jedi. He thought it would have been a right. great arc for his character. So that was probably also appealing was you get him to die. Now, uh, you and I had a little fun on uh, Facebook. Did you? So you had the idea in your head that Han might die, and uh, apparently it's because I blurted something out in a, in the time you were on the Blackcast, right? Well, you know that that I don't think you were the only source that. Uh, I mean, obviously, I know uh, from stories that you know Harrison Ford was never that fond of playing them that he wished that. Uh, Han would have died at Return of the Jedi. So, you know, I was just being a little tongue-in-cheek with you on, on Facebook because it was funny that... But to be fair, I did blurt out, like, don't worry, yeah. he's going to die anyway. But right. it was at a time <laughs> where I was, you know, railing against, you know, internet articles that would have, like, the most insane theories about various movies. And you're like, yeah, that's never going to happen. They just want you to click on their stupid website. And I was like, well, that's one of those. And then as time went by, especially when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, oh yeah he's gonna die he's definitely gonna die now yeah. we kind of didn't really touch on it that much uh agent starling were you convinced that he was gonna did you go into it thinking he was gonna die because it had been talked about no you didn't I actually feel like i heard more fan theories about how luke was gonna die right which luke didn't even have time to cough much less right. time to die yeah. so uh captain eo did you think that han was gonna die before that you saw the movie yeah but i always think everyone's gonna die right. that's true <laughs> that's true when you saw the peanuts movie you were like up oh, charlie brown this is it <laughs> when are they killing that fucking bird <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what woodstock always uh, i mean sorry that's what snoopy always asks himself uh anyway so yeah so there's that and uh I don't know. I think it was a, it, it was an ending that kind of made sense for his character. His whiny kid just stabs him because he's trying to show what a man he is, which he's really not. I'm my own man, Dad. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm gonna stab you. I'm gonna like, be more like Grandpa. Yeah. He loves me. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, I don't think it ruined the movie for the the fact that it was even out there in in the uh, the blogosphere, if people still call it that. Uh, I, th I don't think that really ruined it because I think anybody with a, a sense of storytelling probably wasn't shocked that he got stabbed when he did. Maybe before that scene, you didn't think that he might die. But you're starting to feel like, oh, he's out on a bridge and Chewie's watching and Ray and everyone Finn. conveniently stops what they're doing. Yeah, to like, watch. oh, let's, let's just let's not help. Let's just watch. Oh, he looks like he's handing him his lightsaber. Yeah, could have shot. Guy. Chewie could have shot first. Yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah, Chewy. that's true. Even when he Getting goes out on the bridge, there's, I mean, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. You're surprised once he even, you know, yeah. once you even see Kylo standing on that bridge, you're just like, yeah. Yeah. Gonna hug. Ben! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Ben moment was nice. I liked it. I, I thought it was, a, it was a touching scene. But... You know, it, it just reinforces what I, I talked about in the the past episode where we discussed the Force Awakens, and uh, I don't I, I don't know that you've heard it, Jason. So what I said is that Kylo Ren is the intergalactic dark side pussy that the millennial generation deserves, and I feel like that's a pretty accurate assessment. What I forgot to mention was his training was clearly so bad, or he so was not into it. He had trouble keeping up with a fucking stormtrooper in a lightsaber fight. You know, this guy had never even seen a lightsaber, much less trained with one. And he's like, oh, I got this guy on the ropes. Yeah. Don't you think that Snoke is kind of like not training him that hard, like on purpose? Because he's like, you're going to kill me, aren't you? (laughs) I better be careful about this. He's like, I've seen how this goes. I don't want to get killed. So you're going to, yeah. I'm the supreme leader and you want to be just like your grandpa who killed the last supreme leader. Yeah. Hmm. I thought Snoke was a giant man at first. I was You're not so, the only person who thought so that. Mad. A lot of I was people, like, why is there a fucking there a giant, giant man in I was Star Wars? He was, I thought he was Prometheus. <laughs> a, 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 friend's, a friend's wife didn't realize even after the movie that it was just a hologram. They're even though like, it oh, disappeared. Giant. And no, and then it's like, am I the only one who realized it? And then everyone on Facebook, on this like Facebook group that she created to talk I hope that he's like about Ewok Star Wars. Size <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, everyone was like yeah we all knew and she's like okay so it was just me but it, it's also like a very like original like 70s Battlestar Galactica moment because they would have this like great leader that they would go into in a room very much like that and they would talk to him and he would sort of you know give out the orders and I'm like man it's one thing to steal from the 70s Star Wars but dude don't steal from the 70s Battlestar Galactica that nobody needs that if there's if there's like a robot dog in one of these movies I, I'm gonna have to drop the mic and just be out sure anyway Jason it's not a robot dog he might be so uh, Jason uh, what are some other uh, thoughts you had about uh, the movie and uh, how it stacks up to the other Star Wars films um, I'm going to go and uh, pull a Mike Murphy here and say that uh, by the end of this trilogy, Finn will be on the Mount Rushmore of people's favorite characters. Uh, wow, in the, I like that. Uh, trilogy. I think that, uh, you know, he'll be up there with your, you know, Han Solo. And for some reason, people love Boba Fett, even though he has two lines in all of the movies. And, and uh, Because he has a cool jet pack, by the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think but, you're forgetting that. By the way, are, Star Lord also has a cool jetpack. I'm just saying. Anyway, are, I, I think He's you're forgetting awesome. that people are so obsessed with BB-8 that all the fans just fucking knocked over Mount Rushmore, and now it's just a giant stone statue of BB-8. BB-8. Yeah. It's like <laughs> nobody else matters. Actually, He's so in, in South Dakota, in addition to where Mount Rushmore is, you drive a few minutes, and there's there's a, uh, a crazy horse statue, the uh, uh, Native American yes. figure. So basically, there's a crazy horse BB-8 statue. Guys, guys, yeah, guys. Did you see the part of the movie where that rolling ball with the head like turned its head up to the side like it yeah, was so people? Much, hey, yeah. I love it when I, when robots think they're I, people. <laughs> I think it was very touching when he uh, you know kind of embraced R2D2 with his ball. 
How did Ray <laughs> speak droid? One big ball. One big ball. One big ball. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for uh, he didn't say anything, but <laughs> Liev walked in at that very moment, so that was pretty amazing. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jason, so uh, I think we, so I think that's a great uh, assessment. Uh, I, I liked Finn. I want to see more from him, and uh, I think we will. I think he's he's going to be the the Han of this trilogy. You know, when he blows yeah, up the know. next Star Killer planet, they're going to yep. be like Moses Props. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope there's not another planet star to blow. Oh up. no, Episode Nine will definitely. Definitely, if it'll follow it'll the blueprint. The, the middle too. one will have so no Death be, Star. But the half like, built one yeah. like the Death Star, yeah. This fully operational Star Killer. No. And I assume you've touched on how Star Killer base made absolutely no sense. Like it shoots a laser, and it's supposedly and that, is everything in that galaxy in the same solar system? It's far, far away. The rules don't apply. Yeah, um, yeah I was going to say the, uh, you the, know, the, that laser should take. You know, if it's Going to another planet in another star system, it would just the other people would have like years and years to evacuate. So I don't. Yeah, no. Look, any logic flaws that you find in Star Wars is always explained away, as I said in the previous episode. Two words: the Force. There's no that you can't beat anything. You know, it's it's yeah. You beat a dead horse. You could be crazy. As uh, you know, uh, Harrison Ford said in the movie, "That's not how the Force works." Exactly. Lines from the that that was actually pretty great. (laughs) He was very funny. I was glad to look. I was glad we got some uh, more old Han Chewie adventures. And uh, you know, a lot of people were talking about the way Leia reacted when she found out that he was dead. I was fascinated by the way that Chewie reacted. He was pissed. He was going to fuck everybody up. Shot his and then finally he let himself you know grieve later. But he's like, oh, well, my solution to this is blow everything up. Good. That's Burn a great it solution. down. Yeah. Th- what reaction do you expect from a Wookiee? That's what I'm saying. That's the kind of friend we all need. Something right. if we die, we need someone who's like, yeah, I'm gonna blow up the fucking world now. Do you know what do you know what Captain Phasma said when uh, uh he started shooting all her people? N- no. Let the Wookiee win. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, Jason, any uh, final thoughts? Do you feel like the next movie you'll get to see to get away from the triplets will be episode eight in like 16 months or whatever it is? I'm hoping they will actually uh, be able to go with me because uh, what we've done is my wife has not seen these movies in a long time. And after I watched uh, Force Awakens, I've gone back and watched the original trilogy with her. And two of my sons, we had Empire Strikes Back on in our media room, and they actually sat there and watched it for, like, you know, 30 minutes without, like, getting up and smacking something off the wall or fighting. So I'm actually so excited for them to get to the age where I can watch the movie with them and stuff. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that they'll, uh, you know, be appreciative of it when they're whatever, like, three, three Yeah. Meanwhile, your your third child was in a room uh, reading, so that one's going to be president. So, you know, <laughs> clearly, you know, d- don't try and slow the other one down. Yeah, uh, as I talked about the last time I brought my son Felix to a mommy and me uh, screening, he was mesmerized by most of the movie, but, you know, then he needed to sleep for he a bit. A little. He he slept a little. I had, to, I had to feed him, and I was burping him when Han died, so I was like, I'm so glad he's not going to see this. His eyes are not going to see that happen, because he shouldn't you know he shouldn't see he's only five months old he wasn't even five months old yet it's like i didn't want him to see that that you know i felt good about the way that that all played out yeah you know you don't want him to you know have that's a big spoiler so that way yeah. he won't remember that so exactly he will not remember he'll get around to that and, and by the way uh we're uh, in a moment we're going to talk to our friend uh, mark hunt <laughs> mark hunt brave gutman and 
he's a believer in watching movies in chronological order. You, you know, so you watch Star Wars, you watch episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And um, I, I will the way ne- to watch it is four, five, and six. And then just pretend that one, two, and three never happened. Yeah. Well, no, I would show. Really I would sh- I also those appeal to kids. I, I think right. more so than adults. So I would show those. But there's also the chance that if you show, if you sit a kid down and they watch Phantom Menace, you might not get to the next movie. If you show them Episode Four and they don't like it, all right, that you put your best foot forward, basically the one that they're most likely to be won over by. Um, but I actually talk. The, the, yeah, I'm your father. There's no chance, like. You know that's out there. You might a friend might tell you. You know, there's no chance though that you would be surprised. Like, wait, Darth Vader's his father? What? My, you know, my mind's been blown. Um, I talked to um, my wife's her cousin's husband. I don't know who that. How the you know, how you describe that? <laughs> so he showed his kids the movies in numbered order, and he regretted it because of that exact moment. And I'm like, well, yeah, you got to you just go with the order they were released in. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? No. 4 5 6 7 then 1 2 3 maybe. Then 1 and I think the only way to show them that uh, machete uh order that uh, that uh, Duray was talking about a couple weeks ago. Oh, no, uh, actually uh, Coltrane was talking about that. Oh, Coltrane was talking he about He was talking about you go 4 5 1 2 3 6. Right, and yeah. I think the only reason to do that is if you've got the special edition Blu-ray like I do, Me so too. that when my wife sees Return of the Jedi, and then at the end she's like, who the hell is this guy? And then I'm like, oh yeah, that's Hayden Christensen, yeah. never mind. Yeah, but that's why you should watch the VHS of the right. original theatrical release and not the special edition. Also, like, when do you show a kid the Christmas special? There's a million questions. Also, when are they going to release the uh, special, special Blu-ray copy that has un- un-fucking-molested They will version? at some point. I can they they will, it. yeah, but it, I, I really want that version on Blu-ray. and it's No just... special features. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, I, I just the want the movie. copyright attorney, I can not advise you that there are the despecialized versions online. And, yes, you, know, you should not. You should definitely them not look for them. And yeah, not enjoy them yeah. because they are not great at all. Not <laughs> great at all. Yeah, so I, I think bad. you've covered it. Terrible. Well, anyway, Jason, we, look, we appreciate you. Uh, I know you stayed up late to talk to us, and we appreciate you, your friendship, uh, your being a fan of the Black Cast. And uh, you know, when these these other guys have kids, uh, they're going to expect nice big presents from you too. So just keep that in mind. Can I get well, one before when, I have a kid? When Felix is jumping up and down and you hear that lizard make the song uh, that it plays over <laughs> yeah. and over and over about 80 times a day, you won't thank me anymore. I kind of sent it to you to torment you. So Yeah, anyway. that's that's probably very true. I took a shit that was about the size of a kid. Do I get something? <laughs> I took a shit the size of a lizard. <laughs> yeah, you both sang a song. You both get trophies. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jason, thank you so much. And uh, glad you enjoyed the movie. Sorry that I ruined it for you, but you knew Han was going to die anyway. So I, I already knew Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thanks a lot. See you. So, Nicole Dumbledore. Yeah. So before we move on to our next uh, phone guest, uh, Mark Hunt, yes. a.k.a. Rafe Gutman, mm-hmm. Will, you were talking about uh, Coca-Cola kind of gave something away from Force Awakens. Didn't they have an ad? It was weird. I mean, it didn't in the long run. Right. But, but you thought it did. it was a bizarre ad to post because it was like, why, why is that what you would say? Yeah. So... It was like a picture of Coke in the middle, and then on there was like a red lightsaber and a blue lightsaber, and it said, is Luke good or bad? Oh. And I was like, that's a really specific ad. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, why but then it is turned that out- even a question? Then it turned out he's not even in the fucking movie. Yeah. But he's not in the movie. Why is that? Why? No, why would you say that? 
I, I don't know. Again, it's not a spoiler, so okay. But people yeah. were so mad. They okay. Were like, it might be a spoiler okay. later on. It's true. It could eventually be a spoiler. It's, it's true. true. It's going to start yeah. with that fight. And he's going to be like, I and will fucking kill you. He-Man. <laughs> Ray, you're dead um, to me now. Just for one moment, I was hoping that we could find out what uh, Watto thought of The Force Awakens. Because we didn't have him on the last time we talked about it. What did Watto think? Hey, uh, Christian. Hey. Hey. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah the Star Wars. Uh, uh, you know, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I'm not it, so it's not that great. But <laughs> did you like the sequence early in the movie on Jakku where there was a junkyard and there was a junk dealer? There's no pod racing. You know, there's yeah, no there's pod no pod ra- racing. There's no pod racing. So not really because you know it's like uh, it's like why even go to a desert planet it's like Tatooine without the fucking pod racing? Um, there was you, to cut the light it, there. There was nothing to have, nothing to drink. Is it true that you read for the part of the uh, the, the junkyard? Of that big fat guy? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have wings. Yeah. What the so, fuck? Why was that guy even no, in the No, he couldn't do it. All he said is, like, here, I give you like a little oatmeal for your fucking <laughs> little scrap metal that you found. I give her oatmeal. I'll give you 66 points. Just shut the fuck up. Maybe way, way more than Portia. I would have given her the D, man. You know, I would have given her. Really? Oh, big time. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, we it know. Was okay. It was okay. Have some green bread. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that great. Hey, uh, Watto, I, I understand you also saw David O. Russell's Joy. What did you think of it? Uh, joy is not the joy. <laughs> <laughs> All it's right. a fucking piece of shit. Oh, yikes. All right, well, thank you, Watto. Uh, we appreciate you uh, coming hey, wait, on briefly. Did you bring any churros to the screening? Did I? What, to Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. Star Wars? Uh, uh, churros, no, but I brought uh, I brought the Corona, <laughs> <laughs> and I also brought uh, my wife. Yeah, I brought mm. my 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 four cousins. Yeah, I brought my mom. I Eric Estrada. I brought Eric Estrada. Yeah, I know him. I brought uh, Sofia Vergara. Uh, Sofia Vergara. I brought her. I brought Selena Gomez. I brought <laughs> who's like Barry. And you I, all uh, took a single Toyota I Prius. I brought uh, Harry Belafonte. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. brought uh, Ricky, Mark Anthony. <laughs> Mark Anthony. I brought uh, Ricky Ricardo. I brought uh, who else was there? Um, uh, what's that singer? That gay singer? Ricky Martin. <laughs> Ricky Martin. Enrique I brought, Iglesias. Enrique Iglesias. I brought him. I brought the uh, Jennifer Lopez. I brought George Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> the people who sang the Macarena. I brought them. I brought Ace of Bass. <laughs> What were they doing there? They're like Swedish. I don't know. Well, we ran into them. Then. They were there already. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And they're like, hey, we came. We brought the drinks. We brought the popcorn. We brought the we brought the chickens to fight. We brought the cocks. Did you bring any slaves? <laughs> the slaves? No. No, I didn't bring any slaves. No. You don't have slaves anymore. That's racist. No. You used to have slaves? I did. Yeah. Anakin Skywalker's mother was your oh, slave. Oh, that's right. That bitch. No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> she was worthless. You know, she couldn't do anything. What do you mean by that? I heard that you only have to pay three fifths of the ticket price. She wouldn't put out. <laughs> oh me? No, I had to pay. Uh, I had to pay that fat motherfucker a couple of portions to get in to oh. see the movie. And he was like, uh, he gave me at first. He gave me a ticket to Daddy's Home, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? Shit? Mark Wahlberg. I hate that fucking guy. I'm you pretty sure that that big fat guy ago? was actually just Ray's trainer. Just trying to keep her in like oh, movie shape. Yeah, no, right. yeah, you might be right. One oh. quarter portion. No more portions for you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get you slave Leia hot. <laughs> hey, 
Third, third movie. That's what she has to do. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. All right. Well, yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Watto. Uh, now we go to uh, another guest, not as esteemed as Watto. I'm sorry to say, Rafe, our friend uh, Rafe Gutman from the Dennis Miller message boards back in the day. His real name is Mark Hunt. Hunt. And he, thank you. He has a uh, he has a great Planet of the Apes podcast called Podcast of the Apes. Is it just Podcast of the Apes dot com? Uh, oh my God, you and your Podbean. All right, well, no, that's good. To, do you guys still do it every week, even though there is kind of, you've kind of gone through all the Planet of the Apes material? We we shoot for biweekly with my son away at college. Okay, a little more, but we got like so many more episodes on the back burner that we we haven't even got to yet so we got so much material well good and uh the new does there is there another apes movie next year to well this year 2016 2017, 2017. that's 2017. what okay so War for the planet of the apes all right what comes out first another star wars or another planet of the apes star wars uh, another star wars well because wow, really? rogue wars. squadron will be star in wars december oh that's right but actual Star Wars Episode Eight will be in May uh, because it's the fortieth yeah, May, May, May. Yeah. anniversary of the release of the original oh, May. May the fourth be with you. Anyway, uh, Rafe, I understand. Have you seen Star Wars: The Force Awakens four times or more than that? Four. All right, so you just want to make us look Show bad, whatever, up, bitch. Um, but talk about why you saw it the fourth time. Uh, it wasn't even your idea, was it? No, my wife, who actually was like, you know, I would, she only saw it once, and then she's kind of like, well, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that again. I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, let's go. Th- this was, yeah, that's like the moment when, you know, I dragged my lovely wife, Heather, to see Alice Cooper a number of times, and, you know, like the fifth time she was there, she's like, is it all right if I get a t-shirt? I'm like, What? You Whoa. want a T-shirt? Yeah, we'll get a T-shirt. Are you kidding? Get a boner immediately. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, but no, um, that's a different concert. <laughs> that, I took Is her to one of those. Felix two. was conceived. No, Ooh. actually, no. I probably when Kesha joined. Probably, Cooper, honestly, when Felix was probably in Vegas when we went to see Kiss in Vegas. <laughs> if I had yeah. to guess. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I said babies. I, I said I was made I for said loving babies. you. Babies. <laughs> exactly. Did you, did you use your sex pistol? Uh, you mean my love gun? Yeah. Sex pistol. Jesus. I was, Could you just go home? Jesus. Sorry, guys. No, except we need you to work, so stay here <laughs> and work to, for uh, free. all night. I did, I did want to uh, all night. You put yeah, the X in sex. We did. <laughs> all right, enough. Like uh, so, Rafe, you your work. wife wanted to see it, and that's great. Was she Ramoning? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. You're talking about different bands. <laughs> You're just talking about bands. He's like, I know music. Was, she, was, she, was her mouth like an Aerosmith? Were you a fog hat? <laughs> no, I didn't use a fog hat. That's how she got pregnant. Was she a foreigner? <laughs> well, she's Chinese, so yes. Anyway, uh, so Rafe, Mark, your thoughts yeah. on Star Wars The Force Awakens after four viewings. Just, yeah, it doesn't matter what we've said before. Just give us your thoughts in general. Oh, I loved it, loved the characters, um, thoroughly enjoyed it, and I haven't heard anybody else's response, but I I did notice that a lot of, story-wise, my only complaint is they pretty much, I counted at least 20 plot points recycled over from A New Hope. And Return of the Jedi to mm -hmm. disable the shield generator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and even a little Empire, so... What was from Empire? Um... Let me think. Ray getting her hand cut off. You didn't see that part? Or Ray got her hand cut off? 
No, Ray's hand didn't I get thought, cut off. I didn't think it was her hand that got cut off. I thought that it was a uh, female circumcision. Amazon. Oh. What? Why do you got to go there? Because I had to get dark. That wasn't <laughs> you did. No hope at all. Yeah, that's that's that's, <laughs> that's from the Christmas special. That's how they explain <laughs> B. Arthur. No, that's how they explain B. Arthur's character. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. what she's asexual. Anyway, uh, it's all right if you don't remember the what was from Empire, Mark. Well, you, kind of. Kind of, you know, the the whole Ray going off on her own to find the the long mythical Jedi Master on a, on the lonely planet. Sure. Kind of, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is obviously the Yoda scene, but who knew that Yoda was Mark Hamill, or that Han Solo was Ben Kenobi? Mm. Amen to that, brother. Mm. One thing shit I just thought, got real. By the way, I remember when they when I, I didn't understand why. She was like, Luke Skywalker, I thought he was a myth. And you're like, that was like fucking So, I'm sorry, ago. she was yeah. Mary Poppins? Hello. Hello. Luke Skywalker. Jane was... and Michael, I'm, I'm going to teach you how I to be Jedis. I thought he was a fraud. Uh, but I was like, that was like 30 years ago. Well, how is he a myth? All He's still the alive. Jedi stuff that they, they treat it like it's a total myth. They're like, yeah. Jedis? Who's talking about it's those people that ran around now, the galaxy and, not that long and then, ago? And then Han's like, it's true. It's all of it. All of it. Except for that bullshit that Greedo shot first. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. That's actually the way that the line was written, but then, you know, they cut it out. I shot that fish face piece of <laughs> shit in the dick like he deserved. Dura, dura, sordo? That's all I got. Um, anyway, sorry, Rave, we just keep talking. And we're not drunk this time. That's the, nope. the, We're just obnoxious. What? Yeah. Yeah, oh. I know. We, we a water were dr- bottle full of water. We're t- legitimately, none of us have drank. We're just annoying dicks. So uh, I'll let you uh, finish your thought, though. So there's a lot of plot points from earlier movies, but you know, the the, the approach in Jedi is a lot like A New Hope because you got to blow up a Death Star, and then you got to blow up a Death Star in this one. So like every few movies, you just got to blow up a Death Star. <laughs> you know, yeah, and of course, George. George was the one that caught shit for, him for Return of the Jedi. Now I'm sure he's the one sitting back on the ass. See, see, you got JJ taking over. What's he doing? Another Death Star. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. I don't know. I think they needed it to be accessible to the uh, the elder nerds or whatever. But that's all right. Uh, but in general, you like the movie, of course, because mm-hmm. the movie oh, yeah. was awesome. I talked to a couple people who don't like the movie. Number oh, one on that God. list, Salman David Weiss Ooh. loves. Star Wars, like legitimately, yeah. really love Star Wars. The first one, you know, means a lot to him. We'll have him on to talk about it at some point. He was just like, was it just me, or was, was were you painfully underwhelmed by it? I'm like, no, it's just you. Because why, why does Salmon sound like Stan Lee? Because he's <laughs> so long. But I had, I had friends too. I had friends too who were big Star Wars fans. I had one that gave it a C plus and I had one friend say, Yeah, that was probably my seventh favorite Star Wars movie. Whoa. And I was I, like, Wow. I, I saw said it was the seventh, seventh favorite yeah. should kill them. Even yeah. if you said six. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Sixth favorite. Yeah, they're you're like, like okay. all the prequels are better. Well I actually saw I saw somebody that I felt like their Facebook post was just to sound clever. And I, this is somebody who might listen to the podcast, I don't know. But you know, it's like sometimes a movie reviewer has the review in their head right. and they know that it's clever. And then if they like it, they're like, well, I got to stick with that. So he's like, well, Jar Jar Abrams managed to do it. Make what? a movie worse than the prequels. And I'm like, no, he didn't. If he made a movie worse than the prequels, it's Star Trek Into Darkness. But I actually like that. So that's just me, though. <laughs> um, but no, this is not worse than any prequel. It is better than all of them. Uh there's a good chance that the Christmas special is better than Attack of the Clones. 
because Fett. Boba Fett's in it. That's right. <laughs> Wait, it, when when did they fight Jenga Fett? Is that in the second one? Oh, uh, that that's, might be in the second one. Clones. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. Well, you know, that's true, but there's Jango, no hating Christensen. Any Star Wars movie with <laughs> any Star Wars movie without hating Christensen has a good chance of being better than one with him. Mm-hmm. Jake Lloyd, Hayden Christensen, it's a toss-up. I, I don't know right now. Yes, but one I Darth hope Maul. that he comes yeah. back, Jake Lloyd. I hope he comes back in one of like the later post oh, That'd be great. That was one of those things that there... That they, Jake Lloyd came it's, it's making the rounds that there was actually some art for what Anakin would have looked like with a Hayden Christensen cameo in the movie for Force Awakens. They never shot anything. I don't think it got that close. It was just sort of like in the idea phase. And if they had included Hayden Christensen in this movie, they would have been missing the point entirely. Oh, people uh, would have been so mad. They're like, why would you put in anything from the prequels? Now, there's like a cool thing that I told you about that there's a, the voiceover, and this is well documented online. You know, it's when Ray touches the lightsaber, you hear a voiceover, you hear Ben Kenobi say, I don't know the exact words. You first hear him hear the voice of Ben Kenobi. He says, Ray. You've started walking on the path, something like that. And the Ray is from uh, Sir Alec Guinness, and mm-hmm. they tweaked it. He, it was him saying the word afraid, and they just took the Ray. And the you now walk on the path was uh, Ewan McGregor rode his motorcycle to Bad Robot out in Santa Monica, went into the booth, recorded a couple lines for them. Got back on the motorcycle and left. He was like, whatever I can do to help. Does he ride a motorcycle? Yeah. This oh. is the way I read this. In the, this is like exactly what J.J. Abrams He does oh. a whole thing of driving his motorcycle with his friend all the way down South America. Yeah, that's true. I saw that. Wait, that no, that wasn't him. That was somebody else, wasn't it? No, I thought it was Ewan McGregor. I don't know. Yeah, it, was, it was Ewan. It, it was, was Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Huh. That's yeah. great. So he was Che Guevara and it was the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and uh, Frank Oz recorded a bunch of Yoda lines that they ultimately didn't use. So it's like, it's great. Everybody's like, yeah, you know what? We're Team Star Wars. We're here to help out. Here's a question. Here's yeah. Why didn't... So, okay, at the end of Jedi, uh, Anakin is now a Force ghost. Yes. So why does that Force ghost never appear to his like very powerful Force-connected uh, uh, nephew, or not nephew, uh, Son. grandson, Grandson, and be he's like, not a bad guy "Stop being end. a bitch." He's not a bad guy in the end. Though. Well, maybe that's what the cameo would have yeah. been. He would be like, "Stop being such a bitch. Stop trying to follow the shitty version of me. Be a good guy." Oh, there you go. Maybe that'll be in the next one. That, yeah, maybe maybe that's how Hayden Christensen gets I mean, it in there. I feel like the Force Ghosts have to appear at some point because it doesn't make sense that they were so prevalent in the originals and they're not really. In I these think at we'll all. get Force Ghost Yoda. Uh, he's the only one I want to see. I, I, be a if, you, if you want to get totally nerdy, the Force Ghosts. Oh, we we do, we do this podcast. We want to get totally nerdy. Go ahead. The, the Force Ghosts only appear to people who are in tune with the Force. That's why at the end of Jedi, pretty much only Luke can see them. Uh, so, if Leia had tried, Kylo she would have seen it. No, I, I get Ren. that, but Ben is super Force powered. That's how he's able to catch a fucking blast in midair and just have it chill there until he's done with it. And then he literally like drops the mic. Side. He's like, "Oh, let me blow that, blow Boom. that shit up." Yeah. yeah. Boom. Yeah. Exactly. That was his dark side, right? right. Yeah. Exactly. It's true. So I don't know. Maybe the the light side don't see uh, force ghosts. This is, look. This Luke is like, did. In Empire Strikes Back, Han Solo obviously didn't see Obi Wan when he rode his tauntaun straight through him. In uh, when he was on Hoth, because he couldn't see it. Only Luke could. Good point. Ben. Yeah. Dang it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dago Bob, I've been one of those since I was in Little Little. <laughs> <laughs>
That's, that's a family guy. I, it was a family guy, I know. Anyway, uh, so, uh, Rafe, your uh, expectations, excitement for more Star Wars movies has to be pretty high, right? Because you like this. You've seen it four times. That's a lot of money you've given to Bad Robot and Disney, yep. you know, mostly Disney. Uh, so you're ready for more, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Rogue One, can't wait. Yep. Down. Rogue, Rogue eight, 2, Rogue 2 is going to be good. Rogue yeah. 3, Rogue, Rogue 4. Uh, X-Men X- Days of Future Past, the Rogue Leader Cut. Mm. That's going to be great. It's going to be a mashup of X-Men and Star Wars. fucking Jubilee's not in it. She's gonna be in Apocalypse. <laughs> I know. I'm like, so pissed. As long as fucking Jubilee's not. No, it's Jubilee's not in my fucking movie. Fucking that bitch. Fucking cancer. <laughs> Dudley What's Moore. What's she doing with her fucking yellow jacket? <laughs> anyway, shooting fireworks out of a fucking head. Seriously, we're not drunk. We're just assholes. Goddamn fire risk. Yeah. Uh, so Pull that'll be lever. good. Uh, anyway, uh, are there points about the movie that we've talked over that you didn't get to make, Mark? I, I don't want to uh, take away any uh, of your stage time, as it were. Well, I'm I'm also looking forward to, like, books that are going to be coming out. I, I'd love to know what we didn't see, The Fall of the Jedi Temple. Uh, are there some of those coming out? Yeah, there's going to be some of that, but adventures. I, I, you know, I've Ooh, already been I've already been burned by the uh, world of Star Wars books being shaken away and you know not counting. So That's I don't know. True. I also don't know if I have the time for books right now at this point. I mean, books in general, but especially books Star Wars tape. books. Yeah, reading is for fags. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help yourself, can you? Yeah, that's yeah. Reading is fundamental. Is what those commercials used to be, and that's what you thought it meant. Uh, but no. So here's the here's the great thing. This is a, I've just, this has just occurred to me. I'm going to let you read all the books, and then you can come on and tell me what I should what I would have learned from them. Okay, Mark. Grab, Mark's notes. Grab, uh, re- recommendation number one. There's a graphic novel, Star Wars Shattered Empire. Pick oh, that one up. Okay. Great bridge between episode six and seven. All right. Uh, it, it's a graphic novel, so I feel like yeah, I can so just I can just look at the pictures. Um, while we have you uh, on the phone, I want to take a quick moment, uh, move away from the Star Wars universe for which is oh. such a weird feeling. Um, what were your thoughts on uh, season nine of Doctor Who, including oh. the Christmas special? Yeah. Oh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot better than the previous season. Yeah. We're I loved on. Uh, the Zygon episode. I love seeing Unit back. Yep. Um, Kate Stewart, one of my favorite characters. Um, love seeing Clara die. That was incredible. Yeah. Well, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even going to dwell. That's that's really mean. But I can't even dwell on that because you know, <laughs> you know. Oh, I'm just so glad she's gone. It was so it tragic. Was it, it hurt me. I felt for her. Um, I, I thought it was great to see. Special was awesome too. It was, it was great fun. to see River in action, mm-hmm. and I like you know I like the way it ends. That's a good ending for her if they choose for that to actually be the ending. Apparently, you know, they they said he said that the day lasts uh, twenty four years. That's so right. that there are more adventures that she could get into in in the case of that. I was kind of I guess there was part of me that was hoping that the next season was going to be like the two of them going on adventures together. But I guess that's probably well clearly that's not going to happen because you got to figure this is probably his last season. He's probably only going to do three like Matt Smith yeah, and David exactly. Tennant. So he was he was he was quoted as saying you know he's he this may be his last season. Yeah. Like, Seriously, do we just not just get you? It seems like no, but it's know, it'd be the it'd be the same as the last two, you know. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm literally buying that graphic novel right now. <laughs> he's he's on, we, I'm looking. Petition, he's like on Amazon. He's buying it right now. Yeah. How do we petition oh, Stephen Moffat for the uh, the eighth 
12th Doctor crossover episode. Which, by the way... I don't understand why no, they haven't done but it. But there, there was that moment when River had all of the faces of all the Doctors, yeah. and I like rewound it to make sure, saw Paul McGann in the episode. Of course. So I was like, oh, Will's favorite Doctor. Yep. So was that the Night of the Doctor photo or the movie photo? Uh, it was new... it was from the movie. It wasn't Night of okay. the Doctor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Plus, there's a brand new audio, Big Finish audio box that just came out this month. It's River Song and Paul McGann. Oh, it's out already. Wait, River Song and Paul McGann? That's Doom yeah. Coalition Part Two. So right? I didn't even I didn't even know. No, no, no. This is called the Diary of River Song. It's oh, a River Song spinoff series with Paul McGann. Oh, because I know I she's no be, idea. I know she's going to be in Doom Coalition too. See, this is this oh. is more stuff that I don't have time for. So I need yep. I need Will to like cherry pick, uh, you know, know Paul McGann episodes. I know I've been I, saying I, this for years. I need literally. to just literally hand you one of my uh, flash drives, and the next time I see it you, it'll be filled with put it. Put this fucking. That's true. Yeah. You know what? I've been in your house. We've recorded episodes in your house, and true. I still haven't gotten this. Order placed. Uh, order placed. <laughs> uh, anyway, I I uh, I like the Christmas specials in general. To finish mm-hmm. uh, on that, and I thought that this one was good. Uh, not very Christmassy, just kind of in the beginning. As uh, good as the Titanic one. I, I I don't even know what that is. Oh, I, I, I I still haven't rewatched that one, even though I chronologically kind of need to. You'd I'm probably just like, hate it less. Yeah, probably. But Kylie Minogue is like still it. in it. Kylie Minogue is still in so it. So is confide in me. And she's still doing the loco 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 motion, and I, mm. I I just can't. You know. So, um. So, don't talk about how Clara died. I don't, I don't need to hear that from you. But in general, you like <laughs> the season. Uh, I like. Capaldi, he's he's the one that I like the most. It's just I, I you well, know. See, you've come into Doctor Who where a lot of people cut, and this is your Doctor. Well, yeah, that's how well, I feel. Everybody Matt has Smith, their no, Matt doctor. Smith was there, and, yeah, and I was like, he start, kind of an- you no, started I didn't. like chronological, like yeah. actually watching week by week with Capaldi. No, I was I watched the second half of season right, seven. But Matt Smith had already been the Doctor. For Let like me two ask and a half question: yeah. What is all this gay shit? Is what you're going to say? <laughs> Close. Uh, no, no, for real. Where should I start watching this show, and where should I start from? Because right. I don't want to go to the beginning, because right. that sounds now, like too much. I'm going to let Rafe give you one answer, which I think, Rafe, you're not going to tell him to start with William Hartnell, right? That he can't possibly do that, no. right? Well, don't even maybe pretend. Tom Baker, robot. No, it's uh, way too much work. It's still way too much work. Because I mean, after that is Davidson, which is okay. Remember, I will also is... only be watching this on Netflix. That's right. So, no, so they Tom have Baker select stories. episodes on Netflix of the original, but they have all the episodes of the reboot. So if if you have to start with the reboot... If you have to, I guess, Ninth Doctor. You'd start with uh, Eccleston, but uh, I don't know. It's, uh... You think I should start before the reboot? No, uh, yeah, but start with the Doctor Who movie from 1996 starring <laughs> Paul, Paul McGann. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. No, because <laughs> if you do that, you'll see Eric Roberts, and you're like, "This is fucking bullshit." And also bullshit. a really long cameo that's like half the movie by Sylvester McCoy. Oh yeah, oh, did yeah. I tell you that uh, I sat right behind uh, Emma Roberts and Peter or Peter Evans? Pete, oh, Pete. Evan Peters. Evan sorry. Peters. I had that backwards uh, at the Evan. Groundlings on Saturday. Really? Oh. Yeah. How how unfunny was the Groundlings show? By it the way, it was actually pretty funny, but there was. The best part was there was like this guy who looked like a poor man's Mark Hamill, and it he was Mark sucked. Hamill. He was the fucking oh. worst. Oh. That it was so old he's guy actual Mark Hamill who sucked, oh. and then Flo from Progressive was fucking amazing. Oh, she's good. And then there was like these other people that were really funny. But All right. from Progressive was there. Yeah, she's very talented. She's really funny, and, and she's got bank from those Progressive ads. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, so that was a great question, though, and I, I know Mark it pains you to have him not start from 
Is an unearthly child the first story? That's yeah, the first one, right? Exactly. Watch you the can't... unaired version of unearthly child. <laughs> yeah. First. Go, go to the BBC yes. vault and dig that out. Start and... with the uh, two Doctor Who movies starring uh, Peter Cushing as the doctor. <laughs> well, the, the spent some production money value is beautiful. It's a great question, and uh, I don't know because like I did. I did start when I was watching them on Netflix. I I did start with Eccleston because I was like, oh, I've seen him and stuff. I like him, and I, I liked him. I thought he was cool. That post uh, reboot. That's the reboot. That's the reboot. The reboot. The reboot. Yeah, with right. episode okay. one of the reboot, and uh, I enjoyed it. And he's only around for a year, and you know, going in, especially because I just told you. And uh, there's a lot of episodes, though. I mean, it's I don't know. Is Listen, there... I have no life, so it's true. And you spend a lot a of time in this building, like quote unquote, working. Yeah, I spend and... a lot of time in this building watching Netflix. So. Yeah, <laughs> and Daredevil's not going to be on for a little while, no. so you might as well. Perfect time to watch yeah. it. Nine yeah. seasons of Doctor not, Who. No, yeah, that's true. They're, well, the ninth one's not there yet. If you they don't think that I will do it, then you don't know me very well. Yeah. No, so no, I know you would do it. That'd be interesting. Uh, the right. next time we talk to you, he's like, yeah, I've watched four seasons. Start with a hundred audio dramas that you can only listen to <laughs> and not see. You know, I actually Starring love audio dramas. Me too. Le- the- by the way, let me, let me steer this to a conversation. Great audio dramas that I... Uh, really enjoyed listening to in the early 90s it was the uh npr production of star wars and the empire strikes back i have them on cassette but you can get them on uh uh, cd and probably just to download now they're they were like weekly i think half hour radio dramas and some of the real cast was in there and some of them like john lithgow was yoda i think because john lithgow wasn't particularly established at that point i think that's why he was yoda uh, yeah, but it, yeah, it's okay. fine. It's just, just whatever. And then, the <laughs> don't forget Perry King. Yeah, as Han Solo. Solo. Well, Perry King from Riptide as Han Solo is not what I wanted. Yep. But uh, they they did uh, Return of the Jedi. I don't know. I really liked them. I thought it was good. And, it, like, you know, it adds a little bit more to the story. It has, like, all the stuff. It has all the cool sound effects and everything. And uh, I don't know. I, I would strongly recommend those, especially for uh, for you guys. I bet, Will, you've not listened to the Star Wars radio dramas, right? No. Do you have a cassette player? Because uh, I can't loan them to you if you don't have a cassette player. I can find them online. All right, you can f- oh, you're I'm not. not gonna- I'm not saying legally. I'm sure they're you, like available. You can buy the yeah. the CDs or download yes. them. All right, yeah, of course. Yeah. So because you have to give Lucasfilm more money. Uh, anyway, so that's no, my endorsement there. So I think we've uh, really learned a lot uh, talking to you today, Rafe. We've learned a lot about uh, your thoughts on Force Awakens, which were, it's good. Um, and then uh, we figured <laughs> the out... depth analysis. You begrudgingly are letting Jeff start Doctor Who with the reboot. So we appreciate the fact that you, you aren't having... You know, because what would he do when he has to get to, like, those lost episodes? Does he have to get, like, those recreations that have, like, photo stills and animation with, like, audio where someone recorded it off the television with their tape recorder? Yeah, no. Well, no, no they have the actual audio. That's the one thing they... Oh, it's the actual audio? See, I thought audio. that I thought that the audio everything. in those recreations were somebody recorded off TV. So they have the real audio, but they don't have the yeah. image. Yeah. Right. Okay, I, I did not. And all of them I, I did not know that. And probably out there somewhere, some you could get somewhere. All right. Uh, anything that we uh, did not get to, uh, I, I want to make sure that we give you your your due here, Mister Gutman. No, everything was covered. Pro- this will probably be it for me. I, I unless somebody twists my arm for a fifth time, I might just I probably just be waiting for the Blu-ray. 
You can come watch it with me in IMAX 3D. Yeah, that's true. Jeff still needs to see it in IMAX 3D. Oh. So you can Dude, you come out, come out to California. Yeah, and, come all the way out. Yeah. Buy on, I'll buy the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, you, you, but you won't be able to have any. <laughs> That's true. I've been with Jeff when he's bought popcorn, and he gets the really big size, and he's like, this is all for me. I'm like, no problem. I get it. But in fairness, I'm always like, do you want one? Yeah. Because this one will all be consumed. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I want one, but I want the smaller, the human-sized one. I don't want the Wookiee portion. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, and, and Mark, you're on Twitter at Mark Coin Hunt, correct? Yes, C-O-Y-N-E, like right. flaming lips. Exactly. So we appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I know it's I know it's late back there. So we appreciate you yeah, staying after up after midnight Eastern time. Well, you don't you don't get anywhere to be tomorrow, right? No, nah, I stay up late all the time. Yeah, that's what I like. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Mark, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. Yes, thank you, Agent Sterling. Bye! Anyway, uh, thanks to Dave Dorman, Jason Blair, and Rafe Gutman, a.k.a. Mark Hunt, Mark Coin Hunt, on Twitter. Uh, we've appreciated all these thoughts from our friends about uh, Star Wars with a little hiccup of uh, some Doctor Who talk. Uh, we will have more talk about Star Wars and a bunch of other stuff next time. So I uh, hope you don't hate Star Wars because uh, we love it and can't get enough. I hate it. I know you do. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at BlackCast. Like the BlackCast on Twitter. And for all your BlackCast needs, BlackCast.com. We'll see you next time on the BlackCast. Stay. And hey. How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader.